Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The nation's premier energy event, Sarah Week, is underway in Houston, and already our reporters on the ground have noticed this conference is a little bit different than previous ones. Oil and gas aren't going away anytime soon, since demand remains robust, and several oil companies are coming off a year in which they set new record profits. But all around the conference, there are signs that the traditional oil industry is changing, and a big reason is their interest in clean energy technologies. So today, Politico's energy editor, Matt Daly, on the big oil vibe shift we're noticing down in Houston. It's Thursday, March 9th. One of the things that this conference is really famous for is that it's got the real thought leaders of the industry that all come together. This is maybe the one place in the world where they come together once a year and they really discuss what is going on in this industry. There's always a theme. And we were wondering, Ben and I were talking before the conference, what's this year's theme? What's going on here? And we really were sort of struggling. And then we saw, we'd like look down the agenda. It's a lot of hydrogen talk. It's a lot of carbon capture talk. It's clean energy systems. This is really an unusual topic to be dominating the conversation when you've got oil and gas CEOs, the biggest companies in the world, both American oil majors as well as national state-run companies. The topic was really dominating the conversations there. So it's clear that this industry, if everybody's talking about it, if they're going to the podium with their prepared remarks, that this is on everybody's minds. And this is really where they're starting to turn this industry. And you mentioned our colleague, Ben Lefebvre, who's out in Houston chasing more news. So what are a couple of examples or signs that we're seeing that the traditional oil industry is, in fact, changing? Sure, sure. I mean, notably, one of the top presenters was Darren Woods, the CEO and chairman of ExxonMobil. Exxon, about a year and a half, two years ago, created an entire new business line devoted to carbon capture. That's pretty indicative that this company is serious about it. That shows that they think that they can make money at it, that it can be a part of their portfolio operation. I mean, Exxon is a gigantic company. For them to actually create a business line around this is pretty extraordinary. You also had the head of Abu Dhabi's state-owned oil company, Adnoc, talking about his company's solar power investments. These are going on across the Middle East. The chief executive of Occidental Petroleum, one of the largest independent U.S. oil companies, talking about their $1 billion project in West Texas to pull carbon dioxide right out of the air. I mean, these are the type of technologies that five years ago, there was no one really putting serious money into that. And one of the reasons why these companies are doing it now, the IRA heralded in a change in the tax code. This is going to reward these companies for doing this. And it's a strategic move as well. When they look at these technologies, what they see is a way of taking out the carbon that their own oil and gas production is actually putting into the atmosphere and driving climate change. So if they can pull that carbon out, if they can figure out a way to either sequester that CO2 or use it for other products and make some money at the same time, that's exactly what they're going to do. If they don't figure out a way to deal with the CO2, if the entire world doesn't figure this out, then we're just going to have to stop producing hydrocarbons. And that's something that these companies look at and they say, We'll work on the other solution and see if we can't figure out a way to get this done first. 
And you mentioned the IRA being something that these executives are attributing to these decisions to move more to clean energy. Of course, there's a self-interest element as well. But to be sure, I mean, oil companies aren't ready to let their core business go, right? So especially as they're making record profits. So how durable and real is their shift to clean energy? They know that this conference gets a lot of attention. You know, CNBC is there broadcasting live. I think probably Fox Business as well. All the major energy journalists from around the country are represented there. This is the, you know, Lollapalooza. This is the Woodstock of of the energy conference world. This is where everybody goes. So when they stand up there, they know exactly the amount of attention they're going to get. And they also know that Last year, they made more money than they've ever made before, and they didn't make it on carbon capture or hydrogen or any of these other clean techs. They made it on oil and gas because prices were so high. So their investors are pretty happy right now with where they're at. They don't need to reassure their investors that oil and gas is going to continue to drive their profits. They need to tell the rest of the world what they're doing to fight climate change. This is a very significant stance. I mean, I think industry forecasts are that we're expected to see spending on oil and gas fields in North America up 17% this year. That's not an insignificant jump. That's a lot of money when you're talking about how much money they're going to put into pulling new oil and gas out of the ground. So they're putting more money in oil and gas than they are in these new endeavors. But it doesn't mean that they're not putting serious money towards these climate type of solutions as well. And that's really what they wanted to talk about in front of the eyes of the world in Houston this week. Also, the Interior Department will not issue the next five-year oil and gas offshore leasing plan until December. That's what the Biden administration announced in a legal filing this week, drawing a fresh round of complaints from fossil fuel advocates and Senator Joe Manchin, who've criticized the Biden administration's slow pace and cancellations of oil and gas lease sales. The previous five-year plan laying out future lease sales expired last summer with no succession plan in place. In a statement included with the filing, the Biden administration blamed the delay on a number of factors, including the shifting priorities of the Trump administration, the Biden administration's own reviews and analysis, court rulings, and Congress's enactment of the Inflation Reduction Act. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.